Hi, everyone. We at Helpful Goat just want to acknowledge that things are really intense and scary and infuriating in the United States right now. We are feeling all of those things just as many of you are. And we just want to take this opportunity to say that Black Lives Matter and that we stand in solidarity with everyone who's hurting right now, with everyone who's fighting for their lives, and with everyone who's trying to make this country better than it currently is. Furthermore, we understand that solidarity means taking action and that we all have a moral imperative to do what we can to fight for justice. That's why we're each donating what we can to organizations that further the cause of racial equity in the United States. And we'd like to invite you to do the same if you're able. If you can afford to donate, please see this episode's description for some links to organizations that you can support that way. If you can't, we'll also be listing ways you can help that don't cost any money. Either way, we hope you join us in taking time to consider your personal role in the ongoing fight for racial justice, and that you're taking care of yourselves and each other during this very difficult time. We also want to say that we view playing and creating with one another as a valuable and vital part of human life. We hope and plan to continue sharing our D&D games with all of you, not as an escape from the real world, but as an extension of it. As one example of how people can connect, communicate, and experience joy, excitement, and mutual meaning-making together in a world with all too much inequity and hate. For us, D&D is all about collaborative storytelling and world-building. And we see value in that in a time when building a more just world together is absolutely essential. Thank you for listening. We love you all. Enjoy. Welcome back to Burden, a muddy spot under the boot of the Gohomian army. If you have a sword, you best know when to draw it. If you have money, you've probably left. And if there's someone you trust in this forgotten place, you hold on to them. We're all just trying to make it here, and maybe we ain't looking too close about what you gotta do to be good in a place like Burden. Welcome to Dom and Dragons, the podcast where Helpful Code Gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons with Dominic Monaghan. What's up, friends? I'm Andrew Gilbert, but tonight I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and I'm not alone. With me, Dominic Monaghan, playing the halfling monk Cryon Fane. Hello, friends. How's it going? Hope everyone's okay. It's absolutely splitting the rocks, roasting hot here in LA. So it's been a day of avoiding the sun and trying not to get um, kind of overtired and sweaty and looking forward to a fun escape into the land where dragons and dungeons reign. I love it. I love it. Perfect attitude. Also, the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat, Galway, playing the turtle druid, Mekek Tumbledown. Hey, everybody. Lena, playing Elif Fire. Hi. And Adam playing Connie Demure. Quiet. <laughs> Boom. All right. Well, hey, we're uh, on Twitch and we're live, obviously. Uh, so feel free to ask questions in the chat. Um, we have a lovely group of regulars that can probably answer most of the questions uh, about the game uh, and about us. Um, and we're going to be, you know, keeping an eye on chat as best we can. Um, but we will probably get busy at some point. This is a live recording. Just remember. So yeah, there might be some weird stuff or technical difficulties or Adam might, uh, shout obscenities or something (laughs) weird. (laughs) I just realized that I actually did shout it 
And so if the kids heard it, they were probably being completely silent. Like, what is he yelling at us for? They <laughs> <laughs> were being good, I'm glad. <laughs> Also, a couple of big thank yous to Sam Winnie, uh, who wrote the theme song Beasts of Burden, and Monty, uh, at Miraculous Monty on Twitter, for the character arts, uh, including my amazingly cute dungeon master. <laughs> I love it so much. All right. Uh, I think without uh, further ado, we can jump into tonight's game. So, last time, having made their way back to Burden Prison, they met a shape-changer named Grom Catchery. He claims to be a rebel of some renown, though you've never heard of him. He also claims that a weapon, one that could destroy any opposition to the Goholnians, is supposed to be coming through burden soon. Grom needs to get back to his troop in the north. Until then, he seems to be relying on you, uh to make sure he's safe while he recovers from his time in prison. See, Grom is being hunted, and one of the hunters found him early this morning. A beast from another plane of existence, a monster that breathed fire and smelled of sulfur, attacked the group. Luckily, they slew the beast without any casualties. And as its body fell, it let out a mournful howl, a death bellow, before it turned to ash. Now, your heart slumps in your chest as you hear another answering bellow from somewhere further in town. The wind has picked up just a little bit. It's begun to sprinkle. What is it you would all like to do? I'd like uh, roll 20 not to have kicked me. <laughs> oh, hey, roll 20. Uh, that's that's an HTML render error. That indicates something's not coming back from the server, right? Okay, so we've already had, like, Andy has lost internet Q&A. Do we now need to have roll 20 appears to have lost internet Q&A? <laughs> Evidently. Okay. I have a screen... I don't have music, but I'm just seeing all the music paused. Are you playing music, Andy? I am light, light music. See, I hear the music and see it playing, but Galway does not. Nope. There is no music. My now playing is before the storm and desert winds, both of them frozen. All right, we got this. I will just do it for the stream, okay? It sounds like this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the ocarina if you want. Yeah, oh, there we go. We got... <laughs> yeah, I think I've got some background noise now. All right. I think we're good. Thanks, everyone. Live! <laughs> we're just getting them all out at the start of the yeah, episode. all at the start. Okay, where were we? We just heard another howl. Oh, yeah. What would you like to do? You heard another howl. Oh, yeah. Okay, gang. Yeah. Let's think. <clears throat> You are, uh, again, right outside of McKeck's uh, place, the apothecary. And... From the floor where he's, like, slid backwards from the fire blast and is just laying on his back. I miss the good old days when the worst things we had to deal with were rampant corruption and incompetence. <laughs> now... Yeah, I mean, right? That was, like, a lot more fun. Honestly, this is not fun. You're, you're just, like, you look pretty hurt. Yeah, it hurts a lot. Should we head back into the house, you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cryon, you and me gotta head back into the house, but I just gotta tell you, the way you killed that demon beast was pretty badass. And I think, on the other side of all this, you and I could team up to be some pretty badass bounty hunters. Just something to think about. What the? Thank you. Thank you, Connie. I, I really appreciate that. Honestly, I think I got lucky, but I, I really appreciate what you're saying, and, uh... Yeah, let's get let's get inside. Maybe we can maybe we can buff ourselves up a little bit. Yeah, with any luck, we'll go in there and everything will be totally fine. And no, <laughs> neither of our new comrades will be gravely. Oh my, Rogic, <laughs> Tortle. Uh, wait, I gotta pull up my list. Raphael, <laughs> I forget which one I haven't done yet. You used <laughs> that one before. Uh, oh. wait, uh, maybe I got through all of them. You did. 
You definitely got through all of them. Not that I know what media franchise right. you're copying. Uh, oh, oh my God. Oh my Hrugic, Mitch McConnell. You look like shit. <laughs> I will beat you to death with a shillelagh if you call me that ever again. <laughs> no, I checked it off. I checked it off the list. It's all good. <laughs> Grom comes over and, and helps you up, McKeck. Thank you. You're still smoking just a little bit. I'm just going to assume that that was one of the things hunting you then. Uh, yes, it appears so. You mentioned a master. Right. They've gotten a bit more intense lately. Seems I've really pissed them off. I don't suppose he's a, I don't know, a diminutive, frail man without much penchant for fighting? Uh, seems to be a magical walking suit of armor, actually. Son of a frogek. <laughs> uh, only saw him once from a distance, but... Yes. Um. Uh, is everyone okay? Thank you so much for helping. You saved my life. Do I look okay? He brushes some of the ash <laughs> off of your shell. Oh, you're, you're fine, yes. Things fine here. I mean, he looks like, like pretty screwed up to me, right? He looks pretty, pretty messed up. Yeah. I think we messed him up a lot. Yeah. Do you, do you have something in your house that, that deals with deals with those type of injuries? My, my total friend? Uh, Mikek, you um, have about enough supplies if you wanted to. If you wanted to spend an hour, you could probably make two healing potions in your place. Would that also be able to be paired with, would that count as an activity during which I could short rest? Yeah, yeah, it's you, for you, hey, yes. I'd love a short rest. Yeah, you've done this so many times before. It becomes second nature if you wanted to just kind of. It specifically says like you can read or cook. Or, yeah, yeah. And I kind of figured it's that level. It's about I'm just going to sort of drag myself slowly over to the apothecary herbalist counter. And like, yeah, I'm just going to work on something here for a moment. Feel free to make yourselves at home. Perhaps brew some tea. Don't set my house on fire. Look at you, Elif. Okay, but like, like, what, what if, um, what if I did set your house on fire? Because it might be kind of fun, right? It might be like, like, it might be a, like a new adventure, a new adventure of your house being on fire. No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Uh, guys, all right, Grom. Now you're talking about this uh, master's kind of a, a suit of armor. You said, is that what you said? I've only seen him from a distance, but just seemed to be a, a glowing thing wearing armor. That's all it was. A glowing thing wearing armor. If you ever happen to hear it howl in response to its demonic beast being slaughtered? Uh, no, but the other ones would. Oh, there's... Oh, I see. All right, that makes sense. There are more of those fuckers. Okay. All right, just trying to get myself uh, braced for what's coming. Like, 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 how many more? How many more of those fuckers do we have to deal with? Uh, uh, well, I, I, me and my friends had killed one before, and there's the one you just killed now. Maybe one more. Okay, all right. Uh, maybe I should. Maybe we should, should we go out there and do something with that one? Maybe. Uh, bury it or hide it or... The pile of ash? Oh, yes. Yeah, Crying, you look out the window and the wind is now just blowing the ash away. There's nothing left of this thing. Well, that's good. So it can't... They can't track that one's scent, maybe. Hmm. I mean, I think they probably, like, heard where it was when it died, right? Because it held really loudly. So they probably heard that since they responded. Mixing faster. <laughs> All right, I, I, I vote that for the next hour, while we're potentially haunted by dark demonic beasts, that we sort of hide, crouch down, sitting on one side of the, this wall or this counter, so that <laughs> if the demonic beasts were to come right behind us, it would be this really tense moment where we're all hiding he down here <laughs> on the floor while, like... <laughs> Demon f legs and feet are like above and behind us. You guys, you guys know what I'm saying. 
I have no idea, but could you hand me that satchel? <laughs> yeah, here you go. Here, I'll toss the satchel your way. Thank, thank, thank you. Anyway, you know, maybe we should just hide out here for a bit and keep an eye out. I'll keep an. I'm gonna go sit by that window. I feel like I'm losing track of myself and my <laughs> my character a bit, so I'm just gonna sit and keep watch. <laughs> Uh, if you're going to uh, do a watch, Connie, go ahead and give me a perception check. And anyone else who wants to keep watch, go ahead and do that. Or Otherwise, how do you spend this hour? Yeah, I'll help out with keeping watch. Yeah, same. Right. Yeah, anyone who wants to, give me a perception check. Ooh, I rolled a seven. A 21 for Connie. Hang on, my <clears throat> actor sheet is just... Booing up here after um, after roll twenty kind of lost its mind a little bit. Here we go. Oh, there might be a few perception checks coming in here. <laughs> You're all good. We'll go That's the so far. It's the seventeen. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick with that. Very oh, nice. Sorry, Very guys. Nice. It was glitchy. Here they come. Oh, an eighteen. <laughs> oh no, it can't come. It comes a twenty. No. no <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, you, uh, so, so, Elif, uh, you're sort of looking out the window, but you're, you're just kind of a, a bit scared and terrified that you're just going to see those two glowing red eyes pop up again. Um, so you're kind of averting your gaze. Cryon and, and Connie, you seem to be, um, pretty brave in, in, in just watching out here. You see the rain start to get a little bit harder. Um, you both notice there's a storm coming in. Other than that, you don't see much. In fact, you don't see many townsfolk either. A few of them that you do see kind of across this green square seem to be kind of running into their homes. Hmm. Not a lot of activity. Aside from running into their home, like, do they look scared of something? It might be the rain. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It, they might be scared of the rain. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Some scary sound in rain. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a little bit of thunder there. Yeah, the rain is definitely picked up. You do hear some thunder in the distance. And at this point, you've completed a, a short rest. Uh, so, Cryon, I think you get back uh, your key point that you spent. Nice. I'm going to be rolling uh, some hit dice. Three hit dice. Okay. Andy, what's the diff between a long rest and a short rest? What do you gain more from a, from a long rest than a short rest? A long rest will automatically take all your hit points uh, to maximum. Um, if you had any... Uh, effects from your character that only proc once a day um, those get returned to you um, spells of spellcasters get returned on a long rest for most part uh, although I think warlocks get something back on a short rest is that true? They get everything back on a short Ellis? rest Yeah. I get my spell slots back yeah and monks I think get a lot back on a short rest you you are Druids get nothing oh, yeah, you are quite good on it, at centering yourself and rejuvenating yourself. Oh, yeah, that speaks to the character, right? That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to roll three hit dice also. Okay. And then a short rest allows Good you start. to do this <laughs> this uh, <laughs> hit dice thing, which gives you uh, some, some, some of your hit points back. Oh, that's good. Not bad. There's currently like a Definitely a 10 second delay between me clicking it and. Yeah, I, I had awesome. that because on my first and second dice, I clicked right before my first die rolled the second time. I'm yeah. like, oh, I guess the, I guess it's resolved. I then click again. I'm like, oh, no, it's not resolved. I'm going to stop clicking because I think I've clicked three times now. Uh, very good, Connie. Yeah, you got um, uh, 22. Did I count that right? Yeah, I probably only needed two hit dice, but uh, that's okay. All good. Um, you see Grom then staring out the window, also very intently looking at the the dark storm clouds above forming. Um, mm. yeah, and then Mikek, did you make a couple uh 
healing potions as well? Yep. All right. I kind of pictured this as like there were a couple of mostly assembled and even partially like decocted kits ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so Cryon and, and Connie, as you're sort of looking out, uh, you see people sort of shutting their windows, the shutters on them. Um, Connie, you think even through the rain and the thunder, you hear some shouts, perhaps, in the distance. All right. Sounds like something's going on. Yeah, seems to me like something is on its way over here. Can I shout out to the people that we can hear in, in ear distance? And, like, how's, how's Cryon's hearing ability? How's... Can he sense things like that? Does he, does he have a good ear? Decently, yeah. Give me a give me a perception check if you're trying to listen specifically for like the. Yeah, I would the assume cry. that uh, half- halflings have good good ears, right? I mean, they they did yeah, rings. Yeah. All right, it's sixteen. There you go. Yeah, yeah very nice. Please. Yeah, crying. Yeah, you're able to you're able to kind of get a sense of the direction, and you hear not like the cries of a fight or a battle or anything. You, these are seemingly just kind of scared cries of of, of, of fear more than anything. Uh, and then v- very quickly in front of this place, someone just bolts right past the doors and it kind of scares you for a second. They just clump their sort of way through the, the mud and the and the the rain that is pooled in front of this place. They're definitely running, yeah, away from something. Oh, all right. Sounds like something's terrorizing this town as it comes after our new friend Grom here. And I don't know about the rest of you, but as shitty and rotten as burden can be, it's my town. And I'm going to defend it or something. Is that a rousing speech? <laughs> that is so rousing. That's like the most rousing thing you've ever said, Connie. Nobody terrorizes this town but us, right? Hell yeah. Let's go out, though, in the streets so we have a different place to fight in, maybe. We don't want to have oh. two fights in the same area of the town. That would be redundant. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, good call. Is there a more open <laughs> plan area, or could we bust out and... Uh, yeah, I'd also just enjoy not having a second fight in my home slash garden. Yeah, good. good show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I meant. It was out of consideration for you, uh, mm. uh, Bowser. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, if that's you step a dragon. out, <laughs> if you step out uh, into the the alleyway right next to McKeck's place, that leads to the main street in town. Um, yeah, let's. What do you think about that, guys? I'd like to hide. I'd like to, if something's coming, I'd like to get myself into a position where we we put it in a trapped position between us all. Yeah, that's a good idea. Run down um, a side and, street or something. Yeah, and well, and Connie has he does have the surprise attack feature that I'd love to be able to use. Um, so yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, should Cryon and Connie, like, try to head up this little attack? I mean, Connie first as kind of a tank. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know if we want to... It might be too late to try to, like, cross this main road so we can come at these things from, like, two angles. But maybe we can at least go down this alley and get a sense of... Um, how close this uh, this glowing armor thing is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean I was hoping to get around here, but I think that might be that might be a little too a little too far. No, that's fine. Yeah. So uh, you step out, Connie, you go into the, the alleyway. Uh, every once in a while just someone seems to run past on the main road. Um, but it's a little odd. You do see people kind of running in both directions. In both directions? Uh, one person took off to the left, away from the center of town, but uh, two or three people kind of took off to the right toward the center of town. 
you could probably stop someone if you wanted to. You you look around and you don't see any immediate threats. And Cryon, you're doing the same, stepping out into this this green square here. Yeah, can I can I get here to this little nook alleyway? Yeah, you move uh, over there and you're looking around as well. You just see a few people kind of running through the streets. Um, to your right now, Cryon, you can hear it's it's cry some cries and some maybe a very loud voice uh, speaking in the center of town to your right. Um, yeah, if I if I if I can, like ask someone what's going on. What would that What would that be? Is that another per- perception check? No. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, you you catch someone you. Uh, kind of quickly motion over someone who's who's running. Um, well, what would you like to ask him? Um, would it would it? Cryon kind of puts his hand on the on the person's shoulder, and they they kind of jump a little bit. And and as he catches the person's eye, they look down at him, and, and he says, "What well, what have you seen? What what's wrong? What's happening?" Oh, there's something. There's something in, in the middle of town. Oh, it's it's it's. it's uh, it's got a couple of the tanks of a hook. Oh, I don't want no part of it. I don't want no part of it. He backs away and starts to kind of run away. In the center of town. The center of town is up. Right, yeah. Kind of to the northeast. This way? And if that's where Connie heard, uh, or like got the sense that people were kind of running into their houses and stuff, where, yeah, I guess in my mind, Connie has kind of envisioned the danger being in that direction. So he might, yeah. if he sees anybody he knows, or even that stranger, he doesn't give a shit, um, who's running toward the center of town, he might, he, he'll say to them, uh, hey, well, what's going on down there? What, what, what are you running away from? Yeah, you catch uh, a couple kobolds um, as they're kind of scurrying around. Uh, and one of them says, "Ah, they're gonna kill someone. They're gonna kill someone. I'm, I'm gonna go see who it is." Wait, 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 wait. Who's gonna kill someone? Talking about? Are you talking about big demon wolves or the Gahonian army? Oh, I don't know. I just heard says uh, they're, they're gonna kill someone. So let me uh, before you run. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. Are, are you running out of fear of what's behind you or b- perverse excitement? about what lies ahead. Uh, the second one. All right, that's cool. Okay, all right. Thank you. You can go now. Um, and Connie will kind of trot down the cryon. Yeah. What, what, what do you see? What, 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 do, what do you think's going on? Uh, I, don't, I don't think we're really going to get good enough look unless we get a little closer. Do you, do you want to get a little closer? Well, I think there's nothing for it. And uh, he'll peek back around. All right, you two, you ready? I suspect that this all, this is all part of uh, the mission of finding your sister. We talked about it earlier, but just as way of a recap, Grom is Grom here. Where's Grom? Yeah, Grom's here. Yeah. Hey, Grom, how's it going? You're trying to get information about a secret weapon that could end the war. And we suspect that your sister, he's looking at Mikak, is involved in this, and she's vanished. So, yeah, this battle makes sense narratively. So let's go. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You're uh, Elif, as you step into the street, um, uh, a red-haired um, tabaxi um, runs up to you, uh, whose, whose fur is kind of that almost fox red uh and they uh you recognize them uh they're a member of one of your gang um her name's margantha you call her marg uh she runs up she goes elif elif yeah 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 what's up they have rosie no no rosie left like rosie left like 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 years ago right she's been gone uh, that's that's what they're saying. They have they have Rosie. They can't. What do you what? I don't know what you mean that they have Rosie. Rosie's gone. I I, I don't know. C- come with me, quick. I'm gonna take off following her. Yeah, so she'll kind of dart uh, in that direction then as well. I'm just running after her. Okay. 
Oh, oh, uh, oh, there she goes. Yeah, okay. and the rest of you? <laughs> Following Ella for... Frogger, damn it, that's my bounty. I can't let her get killed. Let's go. That's my friend. Yeah, she can be both. People can be more than one thing. Aw, <laughs> oh, wait, did Connie just call Ella his friend? <laughs> no, he said you're Connie's bounty and Miko's <laughs> friend. <laughs> no, I'm Connie's friend. <laughs> uh, not yet. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... Uh-oh. As you run, uh, rush down the street, Grom kind of trailing behind you, uh, you see a, a crowd gathered up ahead uh, in one of the one of the squares. There are guards sort of keeping the crowd back. Uh, you see familiar faces of the town have gathered around here. You see a very large demonic dog standing on one of the kind of stone raised stages of the, of the square. Um, a guard there as well, and something like a like a glowing suit of armor, really. Um, no face, just kind of a, a pulsing red glow from inside this thing. Uh, <clears throat> these guards all in front of us, they're not necessarily bad people. They're the guys running law and order in in Burden. They don't have an issue with us necessarily. Is that right? Right. And as actually Cryon, you look at them, you see a familiar guard, one of the familiar soldiers, the one that saw you hide to the dagger um, and then didn't say anything about it. Ooh. That's this one down here. If you see me ping I see that guy. That's interesting because I was wondering if <clears throat> Cryon could move to like here. Do you guys see that? Yeah. Kind of slightly hidden by this bush, a little bit of cover sure. by this shelter, and then options to go this way options to go this way. Yeah. I kind of like that. Um, Grom has transformed into uh, uh, one of the soldiers as well, wearing the red and white of the Galhonian army. Um, he looks just like a normal soldier, human soldier. Oh. Um, so as, as all of you have kind of gotten to this point, you do see um, uh a, a person uh, kind of kneeling on the cement stage up here as well in front of one of the guards. Um, and Elif, would you mind describing what Rosie looks like real quick? I sure would mind because I never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> or give us a race or something or uh, whatever you were envisioning. I... <laughs> uh... She's a woman. Um, Good so far. Who's kind of kind of tall, and she's got really tan skin and like shock white hair. It's hard to tell if it's because she's old or, um, or if she just has white hair. Yeah. And she looks very dexterous and smart. Beautiful, excellent. She is staring straight ahead with a very kind of determined, fierce look on her face. Uh, her hands are bound, and she's kneeling up there. Can Cryon, who's who's kind of in a prone, not quite prone, but like, you know, crouched down, covered by this bush position, can he, you know, kind of throw his voice a little towards that guard that seems to be friendly and say, hey, hey, hey. And as he gets, gets the guy's attention, who kind of Spins around because he's a bit nervous. Cran says, "What's what's happening? What's going on?" Ah, oh, it's you! It's it's you! Uh, we, we had orders to collect some of the people in town. They're looking for someone, and I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know more than that right now. Okay. Um, looks looks bad though. Okay, thanks. How does Rosie look? You said she's kneeling, her hands are bound. Yeah, she doesn't look roughed up or anything. She she just looks wet. It's raining pretty hard. Um, does she look like she's in danger? 
I mean, she's like honest. actively like in the next like one minute they're gonna cut off her head. I mean, but wait, because we have to look at all options, right? She's she's on mm -hmm. a stage. She's wet. Is there a chance she's just finished that that performance in Flashdance with the bucket and she's no, yeah, yeah. no one's yeah, like it was it was a bad performance and there's kind of crickets going on and I mean, just wondering. It's very possible. Well, not very. <laughs> I'm being nice. It's not, not really possible. Let's explore all options, you guys. Yeah. Um, the you see the the armed uh, creature thing. Um, move toward her, almost almost gliding very gracefully for how large it is, um, and it it grabs sort of the 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 sort of the scruff of her neck, but really the the back of her cloak, uh, and kind of lifts her up with one hand to her to her feet, um, and then everyone in the area here hears the same whisper, but almost in their head. And it just says, I am looking for someone. I believe they are in this town. They are named Grawl. And if you do not hand them over, we will burn all of this stinking, rotting town to the ground. Do I think it's um, wet enough out that trying to burn things, just generally speaking, wouldn't go great? Just, just for you know, that for their edification, for mine. Uh, yeah. You you think that fire would do damage, but it wouldn't spread very easily. Sure. Okay. Um, hold on. Uh, Andy, who 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 said that? Who was the person who just? called out for Grom, the person next to this hellhound thing? It's hard to tell. Um, they seem to be kind of uh, angled and gesturing as if they were speaking, but you really only heard that in your head. Does that make sense? Ooh, 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 interesting. Like the Emperor's voice. <laughs> yeah. Connie's keeping a very close eye on Elif. Presumably he knows, or at least got the sense that this is somebody that Elif knows. So he's yeah. prepared to follow her if she darts any, in any direction. Um, okay. And he might try to improvise with strength a scenario if that happens. But let's sit on that. Okay. You know, another potential. I'm oh, going oh, go on, Lena, go on, Lena. No, what were you gonna I say? I was just gonna say another potential is you know, they're asking for Grom, okay? So if Grom is kind of wheeled out to them as if someone is offering it offering Grom to them, and then it's revealed that you know, because I you know, I could be behind Grom, potentially unseen, and get get an attack in without them knowing, and then depending on where Connie and Elifar, it could we could spring a surprise attack, but I mean I don't think Connie hiding behind Grom is going to be surprising, but certainly right. I might be able to. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's really good thinking, and now I'm all, I'm also wondering um, if and Connie to a sl a smaller degree would wonder this, I guess, if they have a way of knowing, like, if Grom is shape shifted. If they can like tell immediately whether it's him or not, because if not, um, yeah, they might think that Elif or Khan. Well, again, I'm getting ahead of myself because I do not know what Lena is about to do, but we might be able to pass off one of us as Grom momentarily. But who knows? Let's see what let's see what Lena does and kind of follow her lead. I'm gonna cast Produce Flame on this bush over here. Down here? Okay. Yeah, and if that doesn't seem like... I'm trying to create chaos and distraction. If that doesn't seem like it's creating enough, I'm going to cast it on the house that's right by us also. Gotcha, gotcha. Like there. Yeah. All right. Do I know whose house that is? 
I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Elif doesn't give a fuck. Lena might give a fuck. <laughs> sure, sure, totally. Uh, you, yeah, this house is uh, one of the merchants of town, um, but you're not too understanding who it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, you uh, cast fire over here um, to the right. Immediately, some of the townsfolk over here have have, have started to kind of back away and, and shout some. Uh, a few of the a few of the crowd starts to get a little a little pushy um, kind of at this because um, they it looks almost like they think that person started a fire already since they were just uh, uh, screaming about it. Um, but you see the the figure over here um, by Rosie uh, let go of her for a moment and the suit of armor steps down. Uh, onto the mud with a clank, clank, um, and is is considering the fire over here. And then you hear another that same voice in your head. It appears there is a magic user among you. Fighting will be futile. There is only death on such a path. Is this guy Werner Herzog? <laughs> Maybe shut up. <laughs> uh, at this, the hound uh, steps right next to Rosie. Then as well, the uh, guard on stage is backing up the soldier. I think. I mean, guys, if we're gonna fight, I don't know if we are gonna fight. We have to decide that as a group. But if we are gonna fight, we we have to get in a much better position than what we're in right now. Try and get ourselves into some sort of flanking position because if they threw something at us, we're all completely concentrated in one area, like. Yeah, I might like to go around here if I can. Here. Yeah, do you want to dart behind the house? Um, yeah, could I could okay. I dart behind the house and kind of just be here behind the burning bush a little bit? Sure. Do you want to be kind of stealthy as you come around the house so that they can't hear yeah. or see you? Is that a stealth? Cool, give me a, is that a stealth? Yeah, give me a stealth check. Oh, a seven is um uh it, it appears yeah you, uh, people are hearing you kind of slop through the 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 now kind of ankle deep water to kind of get over here to this position um th- the creature seems to see you over there but he is unconcerned as it does look like the crowd in general is getting a little bit more um feisty so so as connie sees cryon dark that direction yeah. he's gonna look at Grom what is Grom doing right now what's his energy like uh, he is wide eyed and as soon as you turn to look at him he just stares at you directly and just like slowly kind of shakes his head no look Grom you can look like a guard none of us can would you be willing to take us closer into the middle of town Will they be able to tell that it's you just by looking at you? Uh, maybe. I, d- I don't know. It's... I could try. Look, Grom, you can do this. Just don't try to tell them what their favorite color is and you'll be fine. Over in this other group, yeah, McKeck is sort of quietly, not in the sense of quietly so it would be hard to hear him, but so that it isn't obvious. Like, he's not just standing there shouting, but he's saying to the people around him, this, this isn't fair. They said they said that they would... They only said they would burn it if they couldn't find him. Look, they're already trying to burn down our town. Yeah, give me a persuasion roll. <laughs> Eight. Yeah, you're, you're starting to... A few people around you are starting to go, I know, that's right. That's, that's right. Um, you see a... a, a, a a, a lizard folk over here specifically like holding on to a sword uh, on his belt um, it's not quite inspiring action yet but it seems to be getting them riled up I'm at least, I'm, uh, yeah I was going to say if I'm not trying to inspire them to action or yeah. them, if I'm not inspiring them to action I at least want to sort of keep their tempers hot sure yeah you can feel the energy of this crowd is starting to raise as well um, and Aunt Connie as you're talking to Grom um Elif, your your fire is is still burning. Cryon, you you feel like you're in an interesting position to do something if you need to. 
you hear that voice in your head again. I know he is here. We can smell him. What do you want to do, you guys? I mean, this is this seems like it's only going one way, and the first attack is usually the thing that gives a, a crew the best advantage. Like, what do, what do we think here? We're yeah. going to try to separate them, I think, don't you? In some way, so that we can deal with one, deal with another. Like, if it comes in as a group, we could be in trouble here. Um, Grom kind of looks at you, Connie, and then grabs you sort of by the arm and starts to kind of move you out toward uh, toward the center of the area, if you let him. Yeah, I'll kind of murmur to him, like, yeah, we're just going past through the town. We're not going straight up to them. We're just walking by on unrelated business. All right? Okay. And then in three seconds, I'm going to take a swing at you. Well, maybe not. Let me think this through. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are good. Take it down. You're fine. Um, while, while they're sort of debating that, yeah, you had commented that like even the guards that were sort of restraining the crowd seemed a little bit uncomfortable, right? Especially this one down here, the one that Cryon was talking to. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there's two more over here by you, and they seem a little bit more aggressive, um, kind of shoving people back with their with like the broad side of their spears and stuff. So I'm going to come down and by him, but I, I just look like a member of the crowd. Right. Um, it's like, you can't let them do this. You can't let them burn down this town. We've done nothing. Don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I, I just want to go home. They, they say towns are burning all over Gohonia. I just want to go home. I want this to be over. Well, we'd like that too. But maybe you have to take a stand to make that happen. Otherwise, a town is going to burn right here, and it will be because of you. Uh, at this, um, you see a, a, a familiar-looking goblin on a sled, <laughs> driven by two wolves, uh, kind of bound up into the middle of town then as well. Um... And he starts to kind of shout at this at this creature up here. Well, you found me. If I can't be where the birds are, then at least I could be here. It's true. At this, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself while he's talking. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Goblin, the real MVP. Nice. Can I? Is there an option for? Can can Cryon make? fire darts from this burning bush or is he not proficient in that skill or is that even something you can do? Uh, it's Dungeons the Dragons, man. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, um, I love that answer. There, it's a burning bush. There are a few uh, pretty sharp sort of pointed sticks um, that if you gathered uh, them up a little bit, yeah, you could probably get probably three uh, if you kind of go this way and burn a couple of the, the sort of wooden uh, stakes almost. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. This. Super, super, super right. covert. While while this thing is just happening in front of me. All right. Uh, the goblin then shouts, "I am Grom," and his wolves start to go. Uh, the thing points at the goblin, uh, and and the two guards over here um, rush one of them one of them pick up, picks up the goblin uh, who, who again doesn't have any legs um, and and uh, holds him kind of in the air uh, the other one is is looking at the two wolves with a spear and is just holding it there and it looks immediately like the the wolves are about to attack the guards for then touching their their master as that happens uh, this armored creature, stands up, holds an arm out, and two hands made of the mud of the ground grab the wolves from behind. As soon as he moves away from Rosie, yeah. I'm moving in. Beautiful. I like it. And is the dog looking at what the goblin is doing, or is it focused on Rosie? Uh, 
it seems to be looking at at Rosie then as well. Um, and as these wolves are sort of held in place by this massive mud hand that has grabbed the backside of them, their their teeth are just biting and gnashing in the air, uh, and they're barking at at this. Uh, and the goblin is just kind of being held up by one of the guards. Elif, you see this creature then immediately turn, seemingly to look at you and says, only in your head, I would back away very slowly, one of you. Okay, Andy, tell me if I can do this. All right. Instead of backing away slowly, I'm going to cast Expeditious Retreat and drag um, Rosie with me. Interesting. Is this doable? Yes. Dragging someone then uh, will be half of your movement. But with Expeditious Retreat, you know, you can get another 30 feet away, it looks like. Okay. So as bef- before we sort of resolve some of that, yeah. uh, you said that there are big hands of mud, right? Yes. And they're like sort of like a, a five foot square. Yeah, yeah. And I see them and they're holding these wolves. Yes. Okay. I have no, just as a note, I have no idea where Elif is. Right. <laughs> and I've been yeah. sort of focused on this side of things. Yeah, Elif is invisible. From back in the crowd, I am going to gently make a gesture. Okay. I'm going to cast Mold Earth on one of the hands because they are formed of loose earth. Uh-huh, yeah. And I'm going to try to disperse them. All right. Uh, you see that hand sort of loosen its grip immediately, kind of wrench back, shake in the air, and then just fall to the ground with a slop back into the back into the, the earth. The uh, armored creature spins around, and that wolf just immediately jumps on one of the guards holding, <laughs> holding his uh, goblin master. That's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So during this chaos, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Connie would take advantage of the fact that this guy was I was starting to approach the goblin, and then for some reason, Connie doesn't see Elif either. Like he turns around and and is going that way, and then all this stuff with the mold earth is happening. Connie would yeah. take this opportunity in the next, uh, again, assuming Lena that you're doing that expeditious retreat thing. Um, yeah, as soon as the night turns around, I'm yeah, gonna do it. awesome. Yeah. And he just did. Yeah, perfect. Um, then, and if you want to resolve that for, for this moment, that's great. But Connie will be taking that moment to kind of do a surprise attack on the on the whatever the f- fuck this thing is. All right, all right, Elif. So those yeah. are like happening simultaneously, right? Like I'm trying to run away and he's getting attacked at the same time. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, so this will be kind of a surprise round. Um, so, Cryon, if you want to do anything uh, mechanically, or Makek, if you want to do anything more, go ahead as well. Um, so, just just so I understand where the scene that Makek knows, right? Yeah. It's... Ellis, do you turn non-invisible when you do Expeditious Retreat? Yes. yes. Okay. So you will pop into existence, start to drag Rosie away. But I would argue that the doggy is distracted because its master is getting attacked. So it might not see where we're going. <laughs> yeah. So, but just just so I understand sort of the scene that we've set. Yeah. Uh, Elif is gone. I don't know any of that. Right. Connie is in the middle of the square and I and Grom is with him and I would assume that he has some plan of jumping someone. I heard because Kryon didn't roll that well for stealth. I probably have a pretty good idea that Kryon faded that way. Yeah. Um, I used mold earth and it appeared to dispel the mud hand. We now have a wolf mauling occurring. Um, and this, and, and I would have the sense that the creature, the, the armor was the one who cast that spell. Yes, you did get that. Given that his immediate response was like, what the hell was that? Right. Okay. Okay. Um, are you wanting us to, like, say the things we're doing first, or are we just going to drop into a surprise round and then... Yeah, let's start with Elif. 
Uh, and it looks like that'll kind of kick things off. So, Elif, looks like you're able to drag Rosie off of this thing and away. Right. So I'm casting Expeditious Retreat on myself, dragging Rosie, and we're ducking behind that house down there that I down just came because okay. it's um yeah because it's thirty feet away. So I'm getting trying to get her out of sight as fast as possible. All right, you you uh, dash over to the uh, like kind of bystanders over here um, and flip around the house incredibly quickly. Um. Yeah, it 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 looks like they saw where you went because uh, both of them immediately uh, turned toward you. Even though the armor man was getting attacked simultaneously. Well, yes, ish. So so that happened, and then we can kind of also do this. So what is your? Uh, let's do Connie next. Sure. So. Um... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Expeditious Retreat is a bonus action, so technically I think I would have just used my bonus action and not even technically my move action with the way Expeditious Retreat is phrased. So can I, as an action, undo, try to, um, I mean, fuck me, try to Eldritch Blast Rosie's bonds off? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and give me a an attack roll. Do you not own a knife? <laughs> I mean, which is faster, a knife or Eldritch Blast? Which is more likely to leave her with hands? Fine, I'll use a dagger. Fine. Just, I mean, to be fair, it's very you. 13, do I hit the rope? <laughs> yes, you do. With the dagger, that's totally fine. Uh, you cut You cut the ropes uh, and she seems freed. Um, she smiles like widely, gives you a wink. Uh, all right. Okay. Beautiful, Connie. So yeah, Connie would have <clears throat> taken advantage of all this chaos um, and kind of instruct and kind of led Grom. Like Connie would have been doing some like fight choreography, making it look like Grom is like you know yeah. leading leading the action. Okay. But Connie will, will kind of have Grom drift us this direction. And he'll kind of put up a struggle, kind of act like, um, all right. And then, yeah, once he's within range, which for a bugbear is uh, ten feet long, yeah, ten feet. Connie will pull out his pike. Okay. That earlier he used on the the demonic beast outside Mikak's house. Um. But in this moment, he will kind of like do this dramatic kind of flick of his of his of his wrist with his pike, and it kind of extends into uh, um, a cooler pike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is now a beautifully two- described. <laughs> so Feel lyrical. Yeah. So lyrical. A cooler yeah. pike. <laughs> okay. You know, it's it's uh, it's temperature dropped by at least fifteen degrees. Yeah, there you go. That yeah. But it is now a two handed bike. Right. Um because of the specific and marvelous ways in which it extended. And he will in one fell movement uh swing it at this uh this thing. Okay. This armored thing. Uh I believe you have advantage on your surprise, right? Um, that is not necessarily granted by my surprise attack feature, but if it is oh, okay. technically so, a surprise, is it technically at advantage <laughs> anyway? No. So it's just normal. Normal then, yeah. Um, maybe. Oh, but once per. Oh, well, okay. So here's an. It, so in character, I mean, Connie's being really reckless. <laughs> Okay, with yeah. his part of the plan here. So he will go ahead and use reckless attack here. It's, Are you raging? I'm not raging, but okay. I am using reckless attack, which does gotcha. give me advantage on um, on attack roll, melee weapon attack rolls. It yes. also, attack rolls against me have advantage until the next yes. turn. Not that I need to point that out for you, but... For everyone. All right, two-handed pike attack. Here we go. All right, your pike attack 
you swing around, revealing this pike, it, it extending quickly in your arms as your duster flips mud and rain off of it. You come down hard, straight on the helmet of this thing, and then, dong! No effect. Oh shit! Even with even with my surprise attack damage. Uh, it didn't seem to be much of a damage. It just seemed to be very heavily armored. So the attack you roll did itself didn't pierce hit. its yeah armor. That is immensely disappointing, Andy. It's <laughs> concerning. It's definitely concerning moving forward. Is there like magic armor and and normal armor, or is all armor the same in this? Uh no. There's lots of varying yeah degrees of armor. All right, then. Connie will feel the the vibrating, cool two-handed pike in his hands. Yeah. And he'll kind of widen his eyes and give a little nod in appreciation of of that armor. Okay. And then he'll uh, he'll say, uh, "Ah, sorry, thought you were somebody else." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, and uh, either Cryon or Mekek, whoever wants to go here, before we get into so, rounds I think proper. Seeing that, Mekek mm. will be like, "Oh, guess we're going then." Um, <laughs> I'm gonna cast Mold Earth on the other hand. Ah, okay, yeah. Which immediately frees the other wolf, who promptly jumps on <laughs> the other card, and uh, both of them start to attack. Yeah. And that's with my action. And Mikek is going to draw his club and with his bonus action, cast Shillelagh on it. Okay. And this time, instead of before, it had sort of just formed a, a when he used it on the quarter staff, it just sort of formed a turtle shell pattern. It almost looked like it armored. Yeah. The entire club is going to flower and blossom. And over the rain, you're going to hear, I am Mikek tumble down. And I'm not going to let them burn our home. And I'm just shouting this at the crowd as best I can. I love it. Uh, give me a give me a persuasion with advantage. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. With that, uh, people are starting to. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. He's right. Uh, yeah, and Cryon, you hear kind of shouts from the crowd, then uh, Mekek seems to be really riling them up. What would you like to do? Oh, so does this mean that our wolfy friends are kind of on our side, or not necessarily? Like The, then... ones, the ones attacking the guards? Yeah. At least they're not attacking you, okay. yeah, <laughs> for now. Okay, cool. So I think one of the first things I'd like to do, if I can, yeah. is Cryon kind of gets the attention of Elif, kind of, you know, does a little covert shout, and okay. uh, once he does that, you know, deftly throws her one of his fire darts, since Elif seems to be accomplished in fire, right? Sure. I just wonder if maybe if she has one of those fire darts, she might be able to do something a little bit more significant than me. Does that does that count as a move, or do I do, am I able to do other stuff uh we'll say that that counts just for like five feet of movement uh so you still have your 30 some movement left okay i mean if this if the guy that connie hit really had no reaction at all yeah from the distance that i'm at can i test the resolve of his crazy hell beast by by throwing a dart from range sure. at it? yeah absolutely all right uh, you, if you move to the, kind of the front of the bush, then yeah, you're perfect in range there. All right, cool. Oof, hey. a nine. Oh, I'm having a bad time. We should, we should take our break. We should take our break. We should take our break. <laughs> the magic is wearing off. Let's reset. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. As you, uh, as you throw the darts, the, the hell beast uh, seems to see it coming, and it <laughs> chomps it in midair uh. and just chews on it, breaking the stick. Uh, into pieces. Oh, you dudes. And hey, yeah, why don't we take a break here then <laughs> real quick? Oh my god, what a terrible start to this combat. Yeah, this is oh. 
Yeah, think about the. Uh, I have about- a pair of wolves mauling guards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're doing a good job. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your part. <laughs> I love it. Y'all are fucked. Sorry. <laughs> we're in trouble. We're in trouble, you dudes. Now we're good. We're good. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Uh, take a little break. Go to the bathroom and get something to drink. We suggest you do the same. And then we'll come back for some intense, intense D&D. Yeah. Dumb and drag. We'll be back in a minute, everybody. Keep <laughs> us in your thoughts. <laughs> This has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons & Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, right here in the Goats & Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Helpful Goat. And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord, or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.